fucking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! Ah, yes. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our TGIF. Thank God it's Friday episode of the podcast. You can tell it's happening because 100% that is a real ape right there. Eric uh, is signaling us in, right? 100% That's how you can tell it's Friday? Real ape. Well, you can tell it's Thank God it's Friday. That oh, was actually right. Grod. It might have been Gorilla Greg, maybe. Could that be possible? Or it might have been me. I, I don't Gorilla remember. Grimm? No, not Gorilla Grimm. The, that, you know, uh, Tommy Gun Toten dude. Uh, but here we are That's with son of three Kong. books. No, three books we have here tonight for the TGIF. We haven't had one in a, quite some time, only because we haven't had a ton of books this week. A lot of books ended up hitting, so we decided we'd have one. Well, there's a ton in my mind. Once okay. we have to have a some other podcast to be All able right. to keep that going, we didn't know which ones to do. There's not really a theme to this. It might be called the the leftovers. Maybe you like the, the leftovers, B team, right? The, the B team, maybe. Some people would probably disagree with maybe one of the books here, but we're going to go through these three and you know try to have some fun. I ended up sending you messages and gifs and things. You were not responding, so I have no idea going into this what your I'm just opinions like, Get ready, are. motherfucker! What are you doing? This is why it takes you so long. <laughs> no, that's what I do while I'm reading. You can tell Ooh. exactly what I'm reading. The Every page. panel, I'm getting a message in a GIF. I'm like, this is why it takes them forever. That is right. It didn't take me that long. It's just that I ended up didn't realize we we're going to do this early because you said we weren't, and then I was doing other things uh-huh. while you were saying that, and then I had to do things for the family. So yeah, it took me a little bit to go through these three books. One of them, it took me a while, but it was more because I was giggling. Usually it's because I fall asleep. I was kind of giggling, but we're going to start with Harley Quinn. You'd think that Harley Quinn's the one I was giggling about. That's not the case. That is not the case. Harley Quinn, number 16, written by Stephanie Phillips, art by Riley Rossmo, Ivan Placenti, and M World Design. And what we're going to get here is a backstory of one Sam Payne. Right? And Sam I just want to—I want to remind everybody going into this. Did we know that her last name was Payne before this issue? I swear to God, that's why I'm bringing this up right now. You had said right away she was bad to the yeah. bone. You said that she was bad, and I swear that the minute, even before you had a theory that she was going to be bad, you said she'd be bad because her last name was Payne. And I remember just the idea, <laughs> hey, uh, you know, what, what's See, your the, prediction for the fight? Payne. I don't recall any stuff. of that, but the thing that I could see it being like, the reason that she had to be a verdict in all this because she's the only new character that was introduced That's in this true. series. But you even said before that you got a little bit of an inkling, and maybe this is giving kudos to Stephanie Phillips' writing. You did end up getting this vibe that Sam was jealous it's, of it's, Harley. I can't even give the freaking the idea that it's kudos <laughs> to the writing because what we had was a new character introduced. She could kick ass. And then when we see her again, she meets Harley for the first time and she immediately hates her. And then we have a new villain that's introduced who hates Harley Quinn and wants to freaking, you know, send her to prison. Well, Kevin himself, he's the gem of the book. We've talked about yes, this. And this is like, talk shit here. And I love Kevin now. Yeah, him and Solomon Grundy. Now, with that, I have told you time and time again. Kevin will die in this book, and I believe it will be next issue. You shut issue. your mouth. Is it going to be Jay Nakamura that does it? With all of this going down, you end up with a backstory, or at least the origin of Sam Payne. Of the hate. But did we need it this long? Do we need it at this point? Do yes, we, yes, we do. do. You get, I don't think we because do. Because this is the best issue we've had of Harley Quinn in a long time, and I'm going to say it's because of this. This is the most cliched story. We've seen this story a million times. I had a partner who got killed. 
by the crazy person who didn't pay attention and now I hate her and I'm going to go and take revenge. I've seen the story seven times. My partner died times. because of police corruption. I've seen corruption. it a trillion times. And that, the thing about that is, is that we have a character here, you know, Sam Payne. She's a police officer for the GCPD. And one night when Harley Quinn is arrested, when she's still abed, and she has to go and transport her with her partner to Arkham Asylum. And what we have in the background is two guards, armed guards, keeping you know, Harley Quinn, you know, straight from not breaking out and stuff like that while sam Payne and her partner gary are driving to arkham asylum but during this time we find out that the two armed guards in the back they've been paid by the joker to let harley quinn go and harley quinn causes ruckus some shots are fired and sam's uh, partner gary is shot in the process another guard is shot in the process too but he was he was bad news bears so we don't really care about that guy but the corrupt cop that did live He's saying, I don't know what happened. I have a concussion. How the heck am I supposed to tell you how this crazy lady escaped our custody? She then finds out that her captain and this baby, they're all on the take because the GCPD, even though we should have Jim Gordon in the commission now, they're still all bad news bears in here. But the idea then that when, when, when Sam Payne finds out, she overhears the captain and she overhears this police officer talking about how they're all on the take and they're all bad news. She then murders this police officer and I need to know I need to know from you. I need to know from the writer here. Oh, I know what you're going to ask, and I'm going to tell you. Go with him. She was then put on desk duty. Yeah, like, they knew they what? did this. How, how did this happen? She ends up explaining this. This is one of my big things here. What? She killed this guy. Now, to do that, she had to leave her room. She had to go down. She's hurt. She can't really get away, whatnot. So she ends up strangling this guy, kills him. They have to come in and see this, see what happened. And she says, I was assigned desk job duty after that like as if oh my <laughs> god you're a murderer that's the thing is though did you get away with murder or is the police so corrupt that somehow you murdered this fellow police officer like you know what you gotta be punished desk duty <laughs> i say what you needed you have one more page where the chief oh man chief the chief says listen you kind of know what we're up to i just saw you murder somebody uh, you know, mum's the word, your desk duty, but you don't talk anymore. I don't talk. The old Mexican standoff and blackmail. It is. Let's all forget about it. That's what it would be. That makes sense to me of what happened here, but you don't get that. No. It almost feels like in Gotham, if you murder somebody straight up, including just a fellow cop, you're on thin duty. ice pain. <laughs> you kill one more fellow officer, and I don't know what I'm going to do. You're going to get street duty. I'm going to bust you down to beat cop. And she says this in the deal of I'm now desk duty because they said I was not I was no longer mentally competent. You're a murderer. Now, is she no longer mentally competent just because she's not taking this idea that her partner was killed well or because she was found guilty of murdering a fellow <laughs> officer? It was dirty. The verdict is in. Everyone's guilty. Then they offered her money to retire early. Like, no, that you went too far. Like Nobody ever offers me money. I just got to start killing more people. I get to work at a desk and get money. I just imagine everybody else in the precinct is like, Oh, those stinking murders always getting the desk jobs and early retirement. Maybe I can make it work that she was not, you know, found like, you know, guilty of murder. Nobody discovered this. And it's just because of her mental state for Gary, her partner being killed and her idea that there's a conspiracy within the GCPD of, of corruption that she was put to desk duty, told to retire early, given money for hush, whatever. Doesn't make I can sense. make it work, but it's not said specifically in this. We already knew something happened to her partner. That's why she became murdered. She said that before. We heard that before. I want to go 
feel bad because I feel like the idea that she said something about a shooting and like that she got her partner killed. So I want to go back. I don't know if it was very specific when we had previously because I know you and I, we had our theories like, oh my God, did she accidentally shoot her? her uh, yeah, know, we thought that that like might that. have been. But this yeah. all makes sense. If it is very vague, like I think it might be that as I remember it, the idea of there's a shooting, her partner died. I'm like, yes, this is all things that happen. And if you would have said, oh, what do you think? And even then we were probably saying, yeah, we think this. And it had to involve Harley. Oh my God. But this is nothing. She even says in this issue where Stephanie Phillips is writing it, and the big play is corrupt Gotham, you know, central PD. It, they're always. And she says, I know, you know, that's the cliche. We know this. She even makes fun of it in the book just to show this connection to Harley, which I, I don't really think that we needed this long, a whole issue of it to say. And, and then I'm thinking, OK, what they're trying to do here is trying to give us a little sympathetic deal. But you never agree with her throughout all this so then it's not even that place she straight up kills that guy whether he's bad or not and then kevin bad. <laughs> kevin turns himself into a straight up wrong turn i mean this guy i thought was actually a little smarter he was just than what he was an emotional wallop to the head right now let him have some time an emotional wallop where he's sitting there going verdict is sam sam and it, it takes him like three panels to connect that oh my god verdicts is sam this and is a sam guy that agrees to have a giant freaking smiley face tattooed to his neck he doesn't think well never thought that that was because he didn't think well we thought it was because he just didn't get along with people and he wanted friends and that's the thing i thought in this where i thought would really have elevated kevin this isn't and like maybe smoking. a thought uh the idea it is i mean he ended up joining he said i needed friends i never took him as that dumb. that's when he starts smoking cigarettes i think that stephanie phillips makes him that way because you're the one he should have figured out that sam was verdict before like you even this i want to know like okay that's one thing how did you start getting involved with bringing people back to life and things like you did with fear state and keepsake. all that stuff with keepsake that is totally pushed aside we're never going to realize what that I just don't understand why the big deal right now for who Verdict is. Like, okay, she's going to go out of her way to really frame Harley Quinn and put all this stuff. Yes, yeah, she has a problem because Harley Quinn was the center of everything that went down. That her life took a downward like spiral. But the thing is, when I see this, it actually does remind me of the new movie Spiral from the Book of Saul. Not a new movie that came out last year, but Spiral from the Book of Saul. The idea of this new Jigsaw killer is to like, you know, targeting the police department for the corruption and stuff like that that's going on. And this really feels like that. I just don't know why Verdict Sam Payne, former police officer who was, you know, life went down this path because of corruption in the police office, uh, corruption in the police department, why she's just not targeting corrupt cops. Well, the weird play is she should be, but then... the that's what got Gary killed. Well, the big play here is that she really got triggered because Harley came back thinking she was a hero. Where did you get off? Gary's dead. Yeah, Gary. I'm like, Gary. who's this Gary guy? <laughs> I ended up laughing so much where... Then I'm thinking of her going around like, oh my God, it's a little sympathetic. Poor Gary. Well, we never knew ye, Gary, but... Two days to retirement, <laughs> Gary. Yeah, you didn't even get, like, at one point, you should have had the cliche, you... Looks like my daughter's birthday this weekend. Like, something with that. I promised her I wouldn't miss another one. Damn this job. The, the big play in my mind is why was she scooping out eyeballs of gangsters? I mean, none of this connects. The eyes have it. She just ends up like, I just like scooping out eyes. I had a, you know, an ice cream Everybody's scooper, which she used. You like, why does she like scooping out eyes? She might have to scoop out that one dead eye that Kevin has because it bothers me now. I really, yeah, I know, I really, really thought that the play here and i think i would have gotten some feels i think that i would have gotten the idea because she says afterwards when he's like one plus one equals two but it takes him five panels and realize oh my god your verdict sam verdict framed hard oh my god you i, I thought he was gonna go 
oh my god you got dinner last night like he'd have Hooray. something totally but this is the colonel's chicken you are a hypocrite what you did this you i thought that he was going to reveal right here I never worked for the Jokers. That was all a lie. I tried to fit in. I never did. They kicked me out. I, would hate I was that. never part of that. I would have loved it because the idea that he was trying desperately to, and that he wasn't even being able to be involved with that. They even turned him down, but he was stuck with this tattoo because that's the thing. And then people just assumed it. Kevin's looking for redemption, just in like my the rest mind, of us. Then you end up having Joker war and stuff like that. And he kind of gets thrown in and like, okay, I'll just go with it. Like one of those things where the records are burned and you just, Hey, yeah, I got a promotion. You go, I, I would have liked that uh, myself because it kind of would have made Kevin like, oh, man, you really did try and, and whatnot. But with that, Harley comes back. Harley, hey, Kevin, what's up? Hanging out? Did you get dinner? Oh, my Just God, I'm so hungry. Just that Batwoman was pretty cool. Yeah, I forgive like, I... you for thinking that I might have murdered someone because putting the same shoes, I might have thought you murdered someone. So we're all good now, Kev. Yeah, I think she even says I would have thought I murdered. She's like, I started believing I did it. I, I really did. Now, remember, the idea that this happened was that there was a, a Harley mask left behind. It was Classic on video. Harley didn't make Quinn. any Weaving sense. Weaving masks of herself behind and in a crime scene. And scooping eyeballs out. That, that was all. It never made sense. So no. into this. So, yeah, you might. Best issue yet. <laughs> that's a low bar. We're playing really low here. We're but getting back to where the series started as far as I'm concerned right now. We just need Solomon Grundy to come back. You say that, too, from here. We're in space. With a crazy team. So it's not getting back to shit. What it is, it's trying to tie shit up. You tell me sales are going to be that high that we're going to be in space? Yeah, no, no. I'm telling you the (laughs) sales are that low. Uh, Can't go higher than space, Jim. She's playing very cliche again with this. My partner got shut. So you don't need to take that long. Give us a little more. But then at the end, Harley's like, hey, Kev, what's wrong? Kev is like, I mean, his eyes are going three ways from Sunday. He's trying maybe to motion over to the bathroom, but they're going all over the place. Googly eye. Hey, what are you doing there, Kev? Got to tell you something, Harlers. Harley Quinn. Bang. You're guilty. Oh, no, Kevin. Why did you jump in front? Warning shot. Usually those are up in the air. You shut your mouth. Kevin's fine. All I know is I saw that team going to space. I didn't see no Kevin. I didn't see no guy with a goiter and a joker tattoo. Kevin don't belong in space. He needs his feet firmly planted on the ground. You need a guy on the ground. Oh, he'll be on the ground. Six feet under. (laughs) And that's just going to be the end of verdict because Sam Payne's going to have so much guilt for shooting Kev. She's going to turn herself in and change her ways. That's it. We only have one issue. I mean, I don't know. But is she going to go to jail, Jim? Or is she going to seek is she going to seek redemption through the help of therapy from Harley Quinn and Kevin? The verdict's on me. I'm guilty. Oh, no. Why did I become verdict? And then they're like, you're a pain. And then put it, you know, it all works. I remember Major when I think, we, I think we first got that pain and you laughed because that was when Mariko Tamaki was just getting hard with all those names in Detective Comics. What's your name? Anna Vile. No. I'm Johnny Arson. You got any matches? You're like, no, I'm not giving you anything, Johnny me. Arson. Holy moly. Uh, but what would you give this? Johnny, though, I do think this is one of the best issues Harley could have had in a while. I've gotten to the point where I'm back, where I'm not, obviously not a huge fan of Riley Rossmo. If you listen to anything we've talked about in this series, but we got to a point where we didn't mind the Riley Rossmo art in this because we we're enjoying the Harley Quinn book. I'm not quite there, but I found myself not minding the Riley Rossmo art again. So I'm at a six out of 10 for this story. Yeah, I think I'm a six as well, but I, it still. What have we been rating it? Well, we have been in the four set points and the yeah. fives and stuff like that. But again, that doesn't mean this is Baby great. Steps, it isn't. But the one problem is, and I think that this is, a, you know, something to go with the book. You're going and you're giving us a flashback to a classic type of Harley. And suddenly the book is a little better. 
I think that's the problem overall. When we were saying with Stephanie Phillips in the regular run, we don't know what the hell Harley were getting. One minute, she's the Dr. Harley. Then she's crazy. Then she's this. In this, it's steady because this is a flashback deal. And you see her as what would be the trope or the cliche of Harley. And she does write that pretty well. We see that. I mean, Harley doing this and talking about this crazy movie that has, you know, all these things going on. It's pretty Best funny. It, it ends up going. Yeah, it really is. And so when you're doing that, is Shaquille O'Neal involved and all that? Danny DeVito's live action in a diaper smoking a cigar. Yeah, exactly. I can see that, baby Huey. Yeah, and up. Uh, but with that, though, this isn't baby like the current Harley, baby. <laughs> Whoever. And then at the end, I'm telling you, one of the worst parts of Harley, not that it's bad, is when she does return in the present and then starts talking to Kevin and stuff and like, ah. Uh, and so, yeah, it, it's better than what we've gotten, but it's just, it's not great. I worry about what we're going to get when we get in the space. Only excellence, because things only get better when they go to space, Jim. Haven't you watched any movies? I didn't love the way she wrote Batwoman when Batwoman showed up. And some of the things when these other characters show up, she's going to have a ton of characters in that with Harley. And I'm just worried that she's not going to be able to grab those voices. But thankfully, there are a ton of characters that you rarely ever see. So the voices won't really matter for the most part. Yeah, like Luke Fox, I think. Exactly. There's some weird ones involved. When was involved, the last time you've seen I, him do any Batwing stuff? I don't want them to be ruined, though. I don't want people to go, oh, my God, I haven't seen Luke Fox. This is my first time. And go, man, that character sucks. They've already come to that conclusion. I don't even remember the whole team. It's a wacky team that ends up being on that book. Oh, no, she ruined Lashina. Ah, yes. Well, we're both sixes. What is the next book? In real life and on this book. Yeah, yeah. Aquaman, number five, written by Chuck Brown and Brandon Thomas, uh, with art by Sammy Bassri, Vicente Cifuentes, Adriana Lucas, and Anne World Design. And we are one issue away from the finale of our Aquaman coming together and taking down the Atlantean sleeper agents that have devoured to bring the surface world to its knees through explosions and bullshit. Because even the idea where we have a broadcast that turns a lot of people who are Atlanteans on the, like, you know, with mind control, like, going on, where they're Manchurian candidates being activated to cause explosions to bring the surface world to its knees to show the supremacy of the Atlantean, like, you know, underwater world. But the idea that we had this one main guy, Moss, who I did not even realize was our one main bad guy in this entire series until <laughs> hey, that this was one issue. of the things. Didn't you like that? I sent you that that text there Bob Moss. to tell you about it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, my God, the villain is But Bob the thing Moss. is, we have this character and the way the story is being told throughout. We've seen the guy a bunch of time. He yeah, was that yeah. guy in the basement who built that Atlantean bomb and had Atlantean symbols at the bomb site. I thought that motherfucker was dead. And I'm I guessing he showed up at other places where we had that as well. I didn't even realize it was the same guy until they told me specifically this issue. Actually, no, I can't even tell you that. Through the name that I got, I then had to look it up online for them too. for online then to tell me who Moss was and what he's done previously because I had no idea who he was from reading this issue. You have more of a you have a better memory than me. I don't have a great memory. And so when I looked up same thing you did, I started reading and it says in issue four, they spelled out that he was the head of it and everything ran through him. I, I kept thinking, but did they have his picture with it? Did they just say the name Moss? Oh, man. Oh, Moss. Moss man over there. I think that this happens with you as well. If you're reading something and a name pops up like a Bob Moss, you do what you just did. You go, oh, man, Moss man. But me, I'd be, oh, Ray, what, Randy Moss is in here? I had a reaction to that Bob Moss name. I never had it before. So no. to me, I'm like, why didn't I? Did they spell that out before? Was he there? Because it really, it, it, it just jumped off the page. Did, it had me. no impact And we would have laughed, though. We would have, If it would have had impact, we would have laughed and started. You would have said, oh, Mossman, you're at it again. Oh, basement Mossman? And even like I sent you 
the message. I said, oh, my God, the big villain, Bob Moss. We would have laughed. And I didn't laugh before. So it threw me off. And Ocean Master, no. Scavenger, not on your life. We have Bob Moss. Get on your knees, Atlantis, and the surface world. Scavenger, this D-list villain. Bob Moss. I, do you have a letter for him? Or are you now going to numbers? Because it's ridiculous. So when I'm reading it, I, I just decide before we get into more, the whole idea, and you always joke about this. I said, oh, yeah, it's not selling. It's got canceled. They're only going to six. And then you always go, well, wasn't it a six-issue miniseries? Exactly. Of the star? And we laugh about that. This issue tells me, no, that this was going to be it, that things are just thrown in. What happened to Mr. Terrific was going to build those towers, those amplifying towers. And then all of a sudden they had him. They brought him down into a land. Okay. And he says, this will be going. I'll work. And we said, man, this guy's the busiest guy around. He's doing all this stuff. And we actually said, well, we'll get the Atlantean tech. All of a sudden now it's it's water constructs doing this. Like, I, I don't even understand the idea that our big play in order to win here, because we have to have we have the Aquaman going on. The book's called The Aquaman. We have Jackson Hyde. We have David Hyde, the Black Manta. And we have Arthur Curry, the other Aquaman man of this book. And all three of them are all doing their individual things to try to bring Bob Moss to his knees and also make sure that the American people are not worried. The American people and government are not worried about Elanians or any underwater people. So we have Aquaman just going around trying to stop sleeper agents fucking, you know, and while scavenger, well, Black Man is going after scavenger. And while Jackson Hyde is with Mara trying to build water construct antennas to send out a reverse signal to stop the sleeper agents from doing their dastardly deeds. And for some reason in this whole thing, I have no idea why we have to do it. I don't understand. <laughs> all we have to do. All right, look, I think all you have to just, do is get Bob Moss. I just mean, imagine that this. Just, just imagine this, if you will. Okay. I'm Jackson Hyde. I'm with Mara. We're making magical water constructs. Before we do this, though, I take my trident and I throw it in the water. And when we make our magical water construct, my trident is pointing right up there like a fucking antenna at the top of this freaking construct. And this is going to send out a pulse, a signal, this do an anti-brainwashing situation to make everybody okay who has been cheering candidated before. But Mara, she can't do this on her own, even though it's just a straight up water construct for some reason. She needs Jackson Hyde's help. So what does Jackson Hyde do? Because he, he goes off to go help his daddy fight the scavenger. But he's like, you dumb motherfucker, go back there and do your job. Daddy's got this. And he's like, yes, sir. He goes back. But instead of helping Mara, he decides, you know what I need to do? <laughs> For some reason, my daddy's oracalicum trident over here is floating. I need to take this. I need to jump on top of your water construct that you're struggling to keep there for some reason. And now this needs to be our antenna instead of what we had before. And even though my trident was on top by itself like a tuning fork going to send out this message, I need to stand here and hold this here now and almost die in the process. And I have no idea why. This is how I think. So surface level, you know, the surface level, Eric, but the idea of how this is going, because by the end, you have a lot of stuff going on, and it looks like, oh, my God, Jackson, he's in trouble, whatnot. Is that only the reason why, at the beginning, you have Andy just knocking these mini constructs that kind of look like the antennas apart? And again, again, I think she'll save Jackson. I don't even that. care. That this is like one of my favorite up. parts of the book, though, where Maris, like has some downtime going on. She's just making little constructs for Andy to go psycho on and smack with a fly. Ten seconds from making this antenna. There's no downtime at this you got point. Some downtime, there man. There are not planes that are sinking in the ocean, and Aquaman's she's doing this. Aquaman's on it. Aquaman and the Manta Men are on it, Jim. Things are just really pushed. Like things, it feels like 
you're missing an issue. People are in places that I didn't think they were. It's very confusing. I'll tell you, because of this Bob Moss and what Tula's, you know, doing like, almost like an Oracle type deal. She is. Thing. And it's such the weirdest situation where I do like her in this Oracle situation where she I do is too. where she is coordinating everything that's going on between our three Aquaman and Garth. That's, you know, also with the Teen Titans trying to keep, you know, crowd control going and stuff like that with all the stuff that's going on. But when she's talking about what is she doing at the one point, she's like, I'll be supervising on the surface from an old Justice League facility that'll give me eyes on every aspect of the mission. There's a plan in place, and all we have to do is is execute. Well, apparently, this old Justice League facility is actually the Hall of Justice for some reason. (laughs) You know, that that old old place. I expected her to be going out of that warehouse in Detroit. Yeah, something like that. The Hall of Justice. I was so off with the Bob Moss and things like that, so off that I'm telling you when I'm that way, other things that shouldn't confuse me are confusing me. When Steve Trevor shows up and Aquaman calls <laughs> him Steve Trevor, Trevor I'm like, here? I'm like I, I said to myself, who the fuck is Trevor now? We just got, oh, Steve Trevor. I knew Trevor. exactly who it was. I'm like, How do you Trevor's do now? Steve Trevor. And, but even then, you have him with this helmet and these goggles on with a jetpack. What the hell is this? You know, classic Steve Trevor. <laughs> I, I guess he called in some of his favors from Checkmate. Dude, I was sitting here waiting for him just to talk about Argus and nothing else. He shows up in a helmet with goggles and a jetpack. Hey classic there, Trevor. Hey, Trevor. I'm like, who's Trevor? And then, oh, Steve Trevor. Honestly, that's the only reason I think he's here is to show you the difference that Aquaman looks now with his long hair and the freaking beard. So. Because he doesn't, he finally doesn't look like Barry Allen, Constantine, or Steve Trevor. So... Steve Trevor comes in, and this is where I start, like, there's weird plays here. This is all hands on deck. You already have Tula. She's hanging out in the Hall of Justice. Do they think that we're going to play this deal? The Justice League's dead, but they're not because here's Aquaman. But they are, but they're not. Where's the Justice League in this? It's starting to get too big again. These stories, when they get this big, they end up like somebody's got to be around. And then when you show an abandoned all of justice look look at least we have garth and the rest of the titans working on things here they are a side thought though like nightwing i don't want everybody to come in that book all the time but sometimes when you get too big it becomes a little yeah, ridiculous when when you start hanging out in the old hall of justice you know the old one that's weird steve trevor showing up on his jet pack out of nowhere that's weird look at him he's the rocket man yeah, they're t- the rocketeer yeah, yeah, look at them. I mean, it's so Leather crazy. jacket and helmet and goggles. Then there's so many weird things in this that made me giggle that have nothing to do with the writing or whatnot. But when I'm doing that, Steve Trevor's there, Aquaman, and he says, and they even pointed out, what we're going to do is we're going to help out. We're going to save everybody. We're going to show that we're not a threat. But while we do it, we're going to remind these assholes on the surface that we're pretty badass and we can be if they want us to be. We're going to show them how great we are. And Steve Trevor kind of calls him out on that. What are you doing? You're you're posing it up and trying to do that. I know what you're doing. Trying to save face, water man. Trying to save people? How dare you, asshole? How dare you? I am a hero. I'm the Aquaman. (laughs) Don't you have a submarine to save? Leave the airplanes to us. But then you turn the page, and I swear this has nothing to do with it, but it makes me giggle because you do get that initial flash of a page. You know, you turn before you get, and I'm like, what are they doing, jumping jacks? When I went to the next page, I thought, hey, let's do our calisthenics. What is happening here? But then, you know, okay, that's what they're doing. They're making these big antenna deals, which Mara can't do by herself, which makes no sense. But it does get Jackson involved. I don't know why at that one point, like you said, he ends up kind of, oh, I got to go for a second, even though we can't leave this. Oh, I got to go. And then Black Mano goes, what are you doing? Get back there. Yes, sir. He goes back, but then uses the Oracle. 
come. Well, that's trident. the thing. I'm, like, I'm actually very confused because I went through because you see Jackson throw his trident into the water and it is painted gold, like, you know, colored gold for the comic, stuff like that. And I'm wondering because this is supposed to be a mystical kind of thing, you know, like Atlantean science slash magic. And that's what Oracalcum is. I don't see like the trident until the last second here when Aqu- when uh, Black Man and Scavenger teleport to where Marin Hi- like Jackson are. Was this supposed to be the Oracalicum trident the entire know, yeah. time, and they just painted it wrong in the book, like at the first part, wrong? Yeah, might have been. And a then problem. we got back, like, okay, now I finally have it. But you know what? I got to do, Mara. Even though it sat on its this water by itself previously, I got to hold on to it this time and almost die in the process for some reason. I just told you I need you to help me. No, no, Mara, you got this yourself. I need to <laughs> hold this. And then, so with that, you have the others there. You have Black Mana. He's back in Star City. He's got his eyes trained on Scavenger. I'm going to shoot him. Don't shoot him. I'm going to shoot him. I shot him. But then he ends up having his armor back. And again, this is I that weird I was so confused deal. by the teleportation of the Scavenger in this one, this new costume and stuff like that, because now... When the black mana goes and shoots Adam, he immediately puts on the armor or just teleports right to where black mana is. And then because of his new, like, you know, power stuff like that, I hear you talking to somebody on the radio. Let's teleport to the Hall of Justice where Tool is. Hey, I, you're talking to a bunch of people on the radio. Let's teleport to where they are for some reason. I'm like, as, as why? At one point, I think Tool is like desperately like, everybody turn off your radios. <laughs> he's riding the airwaves here and the thing is I, i'm just looking at this though we have the hall of justice which is supposed to have all these like technological and magical like security systems on it scavenger though can bring it to its knees you say it's the hall of justice so that's right off there and then i think the abandoned if that's supposed to mean okay there are no you know none of these security force deals because both mana and Scavenger would be immediately attacked by all of the security measures that are supposed to be, if you are not supposed to be there, especially in there, even Tula. I mean, this should be real big trouble. It's not. But yet they leave the computers on to be able to work. I, that's my favorite thing that the Justice League, they're very nice about that. They abandon a Justice League Hall of Justice. They leave everything working. And she ends up doing that. She's desperately trying to tell everybody, oh, my God, watch out. Scavenger's teleportation works. All of this stuff just feels slightly out of nowhere there there are things that we had and people can point out well we did get that before but how it ends up working and dealing with it in this issue feels like it's like out of nowhere that you end up just boom 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 going to stop this signal and then you realize after all this because this is pure action i mean there's a lot of action if you like it but really all this is is building you know hard water constructs of an antenna to stop bob moss and his sleeper agent deal, and it's not that interesting. Even though it's Aquaman, Jackson Hyde is the star of this book in my mind, and for some reason, when everybody else is just kicking ass and trying to make sure that the job is done, Aquaman is teaming up with the Manta Man, while Black Man is kicking the shit out of Scavenger, and all Jackson Hyde is doing is holding onto a trident, and I don't know why he needs to do that. And what we wanted from this book, and when this book is even that little teeny bit, hey, I'm gonna help you with the Scavenger. No, son! Go up there. Yes, sir. Okay, that's cool. They're getting along. They mentioned the getting along. But one of the big moments in these, and these big moments kind of get left behind. Aquaman working with the Manta Men on their ski dudes, that's pretty cool. <laughs> but it just happens. You don't even realize. Like, I thought to myself, I remember them saying, that the only reason I remember them saying, I'll get the Manta Men, because then I said, well, if they're the actual, you know, Manta. Nobody the wants manta the old rays, Manta Men. And they wanted that. And we laughed about that. Then you just have there on the ski juice, but you don't even get that deal of, oh, my God, Aquaman is now he's really working with Black Mana's men and things like that. But there's nothing to it. He ends up going and then he even gets pulled aside to yell at Trevor. 
on his crazy backpack and things and nothing is able they have to get so much in and try to get it so quickly that you don't ever get to sit and enjoy a scene or say oh my god i love tula the way that she's working here because then you have that side like you said she's in the hall of justice there's always something to pull you out then all of a sudden scavengers the big star with his teleporting things Good for him it's about time scavenger got a boost and that ends up where it's so weird. We've already swiped to all these things. And then Scavenger seems to be a device in the comic to just get to the other scenes again. We've already seen that. So he ends up doing that. But the Oracalcum gets there. And that's where Jackson ends up looking Boy, like always been there. he's going to. Yeah, he's going <laughs> to sacrifice himself. Even then, when it's going on and you have Jackson and he's getting, you know, trash talk to him at points or they're, you know, trying to get him all inspired. And you have, uh, uh, crack. Crack, crack, <laughs> and scavenger Perfect goes. Sound effects. <laughs> scavenger goes. Hey, what you gonna do now, Aquaman? I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I didn't know what was going on exactly there. Well, even scavenger's train of thought has he's trying to do like you know do things with black man here's like the idea like all right right now you're punching me in my jerk off face because i went after <laughs> your son and it made you angry so what i'm gonna do how about this black man i want you on my side we can rule this world all you gotta do is kill your jerk off son how dare you i'm like oh was that not the right thing to say <laughs> the other thing too where the art it made me laugh too because you end up having the classic where you do have aquaman he's on one of the ski dudes he runs into the scavenger and you end up having Man who's going to end up pressing the deal on his wrist to go beep and blow up the ski do. But the thing is, when he goes to hit it, it goes to, I swear to God, he's in some room pressing a wall. It's such a weird place. Some of these things just, they don't fit well. the way well, it plays they, out in this action scene, it's almost like in uh, like the Resident Evil movie, like Apocalypse, the second one with the nemesis, stuff like that. When Alice shows up to save the day when that from that liquor, from everyone's going after everybody, she rides that motorcycle and she throws it up in the air and then she quickly, as it's in air and hits the liquor, she shoots the gas tank so it explodes out. That's essentially what Black Mana does with a ski do here. Yeah, except that the thing was that the Aquaman was on it at the time. He told he's him like, to jump. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, he's like, it actually goes, Arthur, get clear. I think, I'm, what? Like, I would have been, huh? Boom! And that, here? He, he ends up, I mean, where this position he's in, I don't know. It looks like he's, he's getting fine. propelled off. And it just none of this played out. And there definitely was the idea this was going to be longer, and they ended up having to get this done. And this story ends up with this whole sleeper agent nonsense. It was full crap. But the thing is, even though we save the day and we set out the signal to freaking deactivate all the sleeper agents, Bob Moss, because he's the first... The head of the sleep agents, he was not deactivated. He got to get away, and now he's for some reason it looks like he himself might be a bomb in the freaking hall of Atlantis right now. But then he's—I'm telling you—at the end there, he is glowing red, like he's about to explode himself. And I'm like, is that one of your sleep agent powers? Before you had to develop a device. Is this the device? <laughs> you? I—I I thought he was a meth head. I—I I don't know. It's there, you know. Next issue: Death of an Aquaman. All right. Which this one, is, Jim? Uh, who cares? Oh, I do. Book isn't selling. And this five issues we've gotten so far, unless they can really wrap things up in this, this shows me that not only this series was nonsense, but also the other two before. Even though this is not the hit that I wanted to be, I can only hope that this opens up a new status quo for the Aquaman family with where we leave things with this, with maybe a better understanding with Black Man and Jackson Hyde going forward. I think all this was to be so that you'll have an Aquaman going through Dark Crisis after Aquaman goes, so we'll see if that's just what it is and how that works out, but yeah, this is just nonsense, and everything, even like the idea where we were worried one of the big things coming out of Jackson Hyde's book was going to be the idea of his mom they haven't really dealt anything with that except being angry that first issue. 
So you have to throw that in here too as well. Do it for your mama. Do like, it. Yeah. Lucia will want to see her baby boy when she finally wakes up. And not that every good book or bad book sells, doesn't sell, whatnot, but that does seem to be where you would get forward going. Like, okay, this book was just horrific sales. So how are we going to retool this? We can't really go forward. And that's a shame because we do like books. Jackson. We do like Jackson Hyde, but this might be them saying, and it's not just Jackson Hyde's fault. It was some people who were backlashing about this when they heard about Jackson never gave it a chance, but the book really never gave anything in my mind that showed me. There's never a point where I said, you know what? Jackson shows right there. He should be Aquaman. Oh my God. He really stepped up and showed it. I would just like him to be Aqualad. <laughs> it's just Brandon Thomas himself and Chuck Not Brown. Chuck I Brown? don't think okay. they're, I don't think they're great writers. And I think that, you know, it's kind of their fault that these books suck because this is one of the worst books at DC sales wise. But, what would you give it? Thing is, uh, I think the art's great in this, even though with the Oracle yeah, trying impossible color skip, you know, uh, screw up there. I don't know if that's the case or not, but it's how I'm going to take it because I don't know where the other Trident came from. But I think the book looks great. With what we have here, we have a lot of action. It just doesn't work out as well as I'd like it to be. When all we really have to do is build a tower, send out a thing, but we just have Aquaman doing crowd control. I'm like you, were, you have a book that wants to feature all three of these characters, but you don't have anything for all three of these characters to do. That is a big problem of mine. But so because of this. A 6.3 out of 10. And also because Bob Moss is our big bad, and I had no <laughs> idea this entire time. I'm going six. I mean, we're, we're talking about it. I'm kind of crapping on it. But I do like Tula in this. I like what she's doing. I think that that's a pretty cool deal for it. But I don't really love what she is doing. But I just like that she's doing it. And she's you in the love book. sitting and looking at the computer. You love what she's doing. You ended up saying, though, that, oh, the three characters. The problem is, is one of the things that they tried to get people excited about with this Aquaman book was not just three. This was going to be the whole family, and they try to do it. You get Andy. Andy at the beginning. You said that's the one that that part made you smile. You get Mara. But then the way that you play this, though, you are pushing people aside. You have Jackson, who should be the star. I'm going to hold this trident. You don't need to. No, I'm going to hold it. Arthur, you really wanted to get involved, and they really pushed that he would be involved. to do anything but be a lunch lady. They even, and, and I love the idea, like, when I get these characters, I... In my mind, I, maybe I'm an idiot or whatnot. Yes. I want them in their uniforms. I want I don't want to just go to Garth for one panel where he's got a ball cap on and he's talking on the phone. Gotta dress like them surface folk. I'm incognito Garth. <laughs> I don't need incognito Garth there. I want to see him doing this stuff. It's like the most Star Wars things where you'd have Luke Skywalker and his Bespin fatigue, something like this. It's like, it's Garth in my surface dwarf fatigues. Be like, I would go and they're like, hey, everybody, Princess Leia's at the mall. And I go and bounce. I, I, I want Leia. Oh, that is Leia. There you go. Just take or, the helmet hey, off. I want to, there's C-3PO and he's in pieces. <laughs> oh, I'm the. I'm the cloud city. Yes, I actually do want that 3PO. <laughs> People would grab things and run. They would just run with his legs and stuff. Oh my Fucking god! Or nuts. even worse, they're like, "I hey, come and see Darth Vader," and it's uh, David Prowse. He's not even in the outfit. I'm like, "Yeah, I know you're kind of. I don't need that. I want to <laughs> see Darth this. Vader. I need Darth Vader." Is right? that your Boba Fett? The hell you say? Exactly. And then they're like, "Next up, Peter Mayhew." I'm like, "What?" What the? I'm like, don't do that. Going back to my fantasy world, this real life sucks. Oh my! <laughs> I got, I got a selfie with Peter Mayhew. Hey, everybody! And they're like, why do you have a picture with Alan Moore? You ever see him? He looks a little yeah. like Alan Moore. Uh, but yeah, so all of this, and is, I don't think I've ever put that together. It's a weird play here, though, that you do get the characters, but are they doing the things that we wanted to do? Where you, it almost feels like they had 
an easy way of doing this. You end up having Aqualad come off. He's mad. He hates his father. Aquaman is going to have to get combined. And you said. Yeah, I'm looking at Peter Mayhew now. He looks more like Howard Stern to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe now that I think of it. But you end up Because I've never seen him with short hair. <laughs> actually, he looks like Tiny Tim as a gargantuan man, doesn't he? You end up where, when you get to this, what you wanted from this and what you told me that you were hoping to get was that Aquaman has to team up with Black Mana and they were both going to work out the relationship. It's like on a Thanksgiving where you can actually have a Thanksgiving dinner with not only your mom and your dad, but your stepdad as well. We all put our differences aside for how much we love this boy. It's all I want. <laughs> I mean, fuck Jackson. That's all I want. <laughs> At one point, you ended up where it looked like Arthur. Oh, my God, my deepest, darkest secret that I knew of these sleeping. Like, everything got convoluted, got thrown and blended in, and nothing made sense. And the, Look, Moss. it's been a bumpy road, okay? <laughs> it's not exactly the smooth ride that I wanted for this journey. If I wasn't listening carefully, you'd be like, oh, it's Bob Moss. He's the villain. I'm like, the guy who paints shit? The guy who does clouds? Like, what, what was he doing? Why is he so mad? I really thought you were trying to make a joke at first, because <laughs> I didn't even realize his first name was Bob at that point. <laughs> Bob! That's the villain! Bob Moss! Holy moly, what is next? Next up, we have The Swamp Thing, number 14, written by Ram V with art by Mike Perkins, Mike Spicer, and Adita Benekar. And if you remember the last issue, we have a plant-based alien invasion coming, and the greatest Green Lantern of all time, a lot of people say so. Hal Jordan came down for Levi Kamei's help because he's the Swamp Thing, so obviously we need his help against this plant-based alien invasion. And in that whole thing, we're going to have a very, very... <laughs> Long and drawn out talk to these aliens about what it means to be human and how you got to change your mind about what we're doing with the Earth. Because maybe if you can change, maybe we can change. And if you and I can change, maybe everybody can change. Yeah, I saw somebody when I put up the review, kind of a dick move in my mind. But when you see somebody put up a review and you end up tagging the review, like retweeting it to tell another person they should review the book. I'm like, what are you doing? But the guy ended up saying, you should review this. It's Swamp Thing and the Green Lantern. I'm like, yeah, you go and try that there, pal. You're going to be in for a surprise because you don't get much Green Lantern. And I even wish. when you have this, it's like such a weird situation because I didn't even know that Hal Jordan was talking to Levi at the beginning of this book. Because what you have, as far as I'm concerned, are two Green Lanterns looking at the spore invasion <laughs> coming to Earth. Yeah. And then you realize, oh, no, that's Levi Kamei, but he's wearing some kind of weird looking Green Lantern costume without the symbol. I'm like, why does he have that? Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and so when you get this, the funny play is, I kind of wish that at some point you could have had Alan Scott involved with this, with the living, you know, will and the fire and the connection yeah, yeah. to the green, even the in that. Stuff. And that would have the star deal would have that would have played a little more. Uh, it's not going to that's too confusing for people, I would think. But the whole idea of the Green Lantern and whatnot, that seems like, oh, my God, <laughs> if anybody sees this like, man, this Green Lantern seems pretty cool. I better go read the last Green Lantern, but they're going to be really confused. That's what I'm saying. And even then where they're getting this and. Is this trying to up sales? Like, oh my God, Hal Jordan. And all you're going to do is piss Look, people I off. Will, I will tell you this. Hal Jordan, Green Lantern, it's cool to have that whole idea here, especially because you're a space cop. You want to do what you need to do oh, yeah, he to would help to intervene on an alien invasion that's plant-based. Hal Jordan, as far as I'm concerned, is doing his due diligence here. And by the end, when when Levi Kamei is spending the entire issue just talking of the mind to this alien spore and trying to get it to change its mind, when you have Hal Jordan realize that Levi cannot reconstitute himself because the green has left him for his brother Hedera, his brother Jacob at this point, who's become Hedera, but the avatar of the green that's fighting the clockwork factory men of the avatars. But when you, uh, when you have Levi, he can't reconstitute himself. And through sheer willpower, because like I said before, the green has left 
through sheer willpower, how Jordan reconstitutes Levi to be a construct ha- like Swamp Thing. I'm like, that might be one of the coolest things I've seen DC Comics do with these characters in a long time. Yeah, I by that point, I was so confused with what was going on. And the idea of this, I think, is it reminds me this always and has reminded me it continues to do it. But all it reminds me of the most annoying person at a party who is sitting in the corner talking their nonsense about the philosophies of things and things like that. I got so annoyed. No, and what it also reminds me of is a philosophy major who goes off to college, comes back that first Thanksgiving, two months in, they think that they're going to change the world with this nonsense thinking of theirs. Talk to me later when you don't have a job or anything like that. But all this reminds me of, and I'll tell you what it really does. When I was in the band, and I would tell you that I would go over to my buddy's house, who was the guitarist, and there was like eight guys in that house. They would all smoke pot and they'd sit around and talk nonsense. And I was the only I was the only sober guy in that room. Everybody else was high. That's how I feel reading this. I'm the only sober person reading some high person's goddamn thoughts here that are just and I'm telling you, I even got a thing because these things of my thoughts fall upon my harsh exterior beaten into armor. By ages spent drifting in the vast emptiness of space, inside her Venus canals, swimming through the affluent of her irradiated core. This is the dialogue that you have talking about. Look, it's a pretentious bullshit. I'll give you that. With that, you end up having a orangey background with an orangey panel deal. What are you thinking doing that anyway? But, But I lack the strength of what has been time spent. It's the homeostasis of the flesh. Sometimes they say it's a cancer, but what also is cancer? Evolution. Oh, my goodness gracious. There I am, Eric. I'm here in this room. These guys are all freaking hitting the bong and telling me all this nonsense bullshit. Well, maybe if you had a hit, maybe you'd understand. Maybe because it lasts page after page after page. Then you get the Trinity. And the whole play here is Trinity doesn't do a damn thing. Trying to be, you know, high like this, maybe take some mushrooms is. You have an invasion from these plant aliens, and normally you'd have an invasion they'd be dealing with, oh my god, you know, we're going to fight you, the Earthlings, because you're the power. No, no, no. They're the parasite. We're trying to cleanse because all this is is Mother Earth is being destroyed by all the machinations of people. I'm like, go fuck yourself. I don't need that. I don't need to have this where you have the simple message of pretty much Greta up there on the deal yelling, how dare you, but you have to make it pretentious in this thing of an alien attack. We have Mr. Pilgrim here, who's the avatar of the machines, or or some shit, because I don't know. I set the first gears in motion, but is now building itself into oblivion. My good doctor, I give to you the heart of the machine, <laughs> the ticking core of the Parliament of Gears. It will consume all that it touches with the singular objective of perp- perpetuating itself. First, it will consume the desert, the place where I was born, a symbol of the <laughs> lie this world told on, on to me. Until it will touch upon civilization and consume whole cities. But it needs fuel of substrate upon which to stand. It needs a market. It needs its consumers. Yeah. I give you the machine. <laughs> Curious. We need to have a war. <laughs> Curious. It speaks, but it has no mouth. It greets, but it's already there. Mr. Pilgrim, look, I understand you were a businessman before this, but when did you become an asshole? We have the heart of the machine. We are setting up this gigantic parliament of gears that is opening up. It's going to start spreading like a virus throughout the world, but starting in the desert. So right now it's not hurting anybody. But we have this war coming to us where all the other parliaments are coming to fight against this whole thing. But pretty much you just have Hedera, the parliament of the Greens avatar, the newest swamp thing. Jacob, you know, like Levi's brother, Jacob. I'm like, where are the rest of the parliaments, the rest of the avatars? 
And like, is this all this war is? Is Mr. Pilgrim versus Hedera? I guess Zatar should get a hold of them, Eric. Zatar, no, the one mind. I'm saying Zatar yeah, of the I, one I'm mind. Even nonsense. that idea where you have the big spore that Levi turns himself into dandelion dust and goes in and enters and talks about how I am the human thought in this. I am doubt. And the idea that Zatar is of one mind. And they're coming here to do like, you know, take out mankind because they are a virus. We need to save the earth. And Levi within Zatar is going to try to put a little doubt in there. But how do you put doubt in something that is one mind and cannot change its mind? Well, Levi finds a way. So now they become Endeavor. You know, the idea that we are going to change the thought process. But for some reason, that means Zatar is going to crash land into Earth. But we still have a thousand spores that aren't Zatar. So what I don't understand the idea of the one mind, because now we have to change the minds of everything. Zatar was of one mind, and I thought for some reason because it was a hive mind situation that that meant everybody was thinking one thing, and Zatar was all of these things. But no, Zatar is just like us. It is it has one mind, and its mind can change just like us. I don't understand the difference of why we had to do anything different because Zatar is no different than you and me. Zatar has to decide if the cancer is worth preserving, Eric. Oh my goodness. It is. They're the because alien plants. It's a mutation, just like oh evolution starts a mutation. And so, what you get to have here is pretty cool art. You end up having very fancy, you know, pretty much psychedelic stuff at one point because you're never really saying much. You're, you're just. You, you want to go smoke a joint, Jim? Maybe. What you got going on, 4th of July? Are you telling me that if <laughs> I do, I'm going to hit the bong here. If I do that, are, are, is this is this going to make sense to me if I did it, do you think? Because if that's the no. case, well, thank God, because I wouldn't do it, because this is nonsense. But it might blow your mind. I don't, I'm not saying you're going to understand it, but it might make you say, Whoa. I wouldn't be this guy. I would be there. I would probably, in my mind, and that would be, it would be like the Homer situation at the dinner exactly. party. I would think that I'm blowing minds. Instead, I'm shitting my pants and then grabbing fruit salad out my nose. So I don't know. I'd be doing I'm just you, the just think of the shit. idea where you have all, if somebody said this all to you while you were fucked up, right? Like the time that I was fucking on mushrooms staring at my Christmas tree years and years ago. And my buddy Jay came up to me and told me the most, the scariest story I could think of. Because for some reason, he's like, you know, back when, like, in I Love Lucy, <laughs> they used to record the actors right there, like, laughing at themselves. So what you have when you watch I Love Lucy is Ricky Ricardo laughing at himself from beyond the grave. And I fucking just lost my mind when Jay told me yeah, this. I'm t- I, again, though, I would go over and hang <laughs> out with these guys, and I'd hear the nonsense <laughs> they would say. And I'd just like, what the hell? And I'd be like, what if aliens were actually plants? And then when you ate them, they're actually manifesting themselves inside of you to get the seed of a fascist government that'll end up taking over. Like, all right, pass the fog. And even then, it's that guy at the party then with the... You, you don't need any more. It You're always good. starts with like, so... Like, he has the bong. Like, Are you a religious man? I'm like, here we go. It's like Gear Wars now. Oh, my goodness, we're going to go up. You know that the Bible was written by ancient aliens to set up a future that would end up being able to subjugate all the humans so that they can have their babies. So oh you my have goodness. this. I'd have, I'd have friends of mine that would get stoned and tell me they're a goddamn dragon. I'm like, I'm not hanging out with you anymore, cuts. What I would say is like, hey, man, do you know that the Beach Boys, they didn't know how to surf? Oh, my goodness gracious. How would you hurt people like by telling them that? Or I'd start just thinking, I, I think that I'm afraid that I would start doing it. You know what? You flush the toilet. It is a tour bell to hell. Oh, no. That would be so me. you tell people shit like that sober? Yeah. Fuck? Well, that's what I'm afraid of. I would think that that's real. Through all of this, though, I'm just reading it. I'm like, and, and I will admit, I usually I will 
joke. Oh my god, it took me so it didn't take me that long to get through this. The the actual dialogue, even though it's narration heavy, it actually does flow a little better. And I ended up talking this week on other podcasts, and I was talking to Simon on our Patreon Hellboy podcast, where if you get a conversational tone of a narration, which I think this kind of has a bit, that it, it makes it work better for me. I'm not being told information. I'm kind of in there and whatnot. But by the end, I didn't know what the hell I read. I, I ended up like, okay, and what I all get from this we is changed very Zator's mind, well, Jim. I get it. The very simple thing by the end, though, is, oh, man, is it Earth Day now? We got to go green. We're fucking up the Earth. Mother Earth, I'm sorry. I end up, that's all it is. And when you don't need this combined, long. I am Captain Planet. You do not need this long to just give me, oh, my God, the Earth. There's going to be an attack because we have destroyed it. We've gone the machinations, then the gears. And if this might be the idea of the, like, the, the, gear the avatar of the gears and stuff like that what we have going on with the factories. And this might, this uprising of Mr. Pilgrim, what he's done to pretty much destroy the earth and his machinations to become this new avatar and stuff like that. Now it needs intervention more than ever. And that's why we have Hedera. Like the, the green is to say like, Levi, look, you started out. We thought you were kind of cool, but it turns out you're a pussy. We need your badass brother, Jacob over here. He's now the avatar. Go fuck yourself. And then like Levi's like, you know what? That sucks. But I understand. Hey, what's up? Green Lantern. Come with me, J like Levi. And they go and do the thing. So while Levi is changing the mind of Zatar and trying to stop a alien invasion, the thing that's actually causing the invasion, Hedera is fighting the gear wars over here, and he might be losing. You ever hear of the gear wars, Eric? And yeah. and so with all that, like that even goes the corruption. We we had this stuff exactly. before, but what I I still need to know more about the corruption of the green. I don't think we're going to learn. Uh, we have two more like, issues. I feel like we might have gone past it too, and I'm not sure if it like it, it had that the uh, the means to really stick with me from how they described it. Like the idea of the hatred of the brother for the jealousy of getting this is that what caused the corruption? And now that we're past that, the corruption's all gone because Hedera is now the avatar. I know, and I understand what is going on where Ramvi is trying to get these new avatars. He's trying to get things, and we had this. everybody we had, does that. We had it with Charles Sewell. So when you end everybody, up, well, they Scott do, Snyder. but he did it too late. The, the problem here is this basis of this, you know, Parliament of Gears would have been this thing that you know, might have come about and so, uh, other parliaments, the parliament of industry, all these during the industrial revolution, because he's saying that the humans People being the parasite, they ended now. up changing the stuff as they the ended ideas. up growing and not doing it. But we were just introduced to that a couple issues ago, and it was seemingly just there in Detroit. So it doesn't feel like it's like something that is really Big. And we all know that things aren't born in Detroit. They only go there to die. And so it, it ends up where you're trying to make this big, massive type of invasion, this whole universal craziness of something that you just introduced a couple issues ago and then have Trinity standing in the middle of it, too. Just a couple issues ago, we didn't well, have Jason a setup. Jason Woodrow there with Mr. Pilgrim. I'm just waiting for him to screw over Pilgrim somehow, and he's not doing it. <laughs> Everything is kind of thrown at you to just get to this point and... With the idea where we didn't really get a great, satisfying ending of the 10 issues of Swamp Thing, then they add the six, and immediately he's, he's going off the rails again to do something else, where you even said you wanted to know more about the corruption. We'll get more of Jacob, but that's kind of been on the side, too. And I wanted just, you know, let's finish your story, but then he decided to throw like 80 other things in, and it just feels forced. It feels like it doesn't have the weight that I think he thinks it has. Because we just were introduced to these things, the gears and all that stuff. Well, right now with, you know, the way that Jacob is fighting the war against the gears as Hedera, the avatar for the green and stuff like that. 
I think that they will be able to get the upper hand with Levi now that's supercharged by the will of like a Green Lantern and stuff like that. He doesn't exactly have the connection to the Green that he once has, but he has enough now consu- like uh, combined with the willpower of Hal Jordan where he might come in here as this Green Lantern swamp thing to turn the tides with his brother. So I, that aspect alone actually makes me really interested in what comes next. Yeah, I don't know. I think that he's playing with it too much. Like, you have Levi, he's really having problems, and you do give him that strength, but it, just because a Green Lantern is green, it seems like he's really playing off that to make it more of a, a green green land. It just didn't really push. That's why I said I wish it was more of an Alan Scott When this is deal. all said and done, is it just going to be where we're all fighting and like the brothers can come together and take down this whole gear war situation? But the thing is, we in the background, we still have Trinity, the avatar of fucking nuclear bombs or whatever the hell the goddamn thing is. But the idea, is she just going to explode and everything's going to be done because her like, because we still have to deal with her and we have two issues left. I, I don't know. Well, then they'll say, well, you didn't fit. This is, we said, it's his evil plan. You don't finish a story, so they give you more. All right. Oh, I didn't finish again. So, at but some Levi Kamei, the Swamp Thing, looks badass reconstituted with a Green Lantern symbol on him. I'll, gi- I'll give you that. I will buy that Swamp Thing figure. That would be okay. It's just, but that's the cliffhanger. and really doesn't mean that. Like, it just, the whole thing or seems doesn't like mean everything. nothing. <laughs> and I still don't know anything about Levi. We've, we've done all these issues. Hell of a guy. I have no idea anything about him. You know, he's dating Jennifer. Yeah, but what is he? Are they, you know, because at one point they weren't, then they were, then he was on the couch, then he wasn't. We thought she was bad, then he was sleeping with her. I don't know. And Jacob, he's off doing Jacob thing. You know, he's doing the Dara stuff, but even that isn't well explained for the whole deal it is. But I think that at the end of this, people don't want to say that it's bad because they think that that would mean that you're stupid because you have to be smart to like this book. I'm stupid. So I like the art i like some of the concept i like the overall like almost like the ideas but they never come together into an issue that i think is you know a coherent story and you're always just waxing poetic about stuff in my mind to try to impress people only because this stuff just imagine i mean i know that certain books have certain types of writing and whatnot but this is the way that ram v does this and he gets away with it because of the swamp thing book just imagine if this was the flash and he's like, just in the speed force. Just imagine this was Detective Comics. Yeah, well, it's going to be. And it's coming up. I but I hope that he can change because I don't think he will. When he first jumped on where we had no idea when I was calling him V-Ram when he was on Catwoman. You were an idiot. <laughs> remember when he was on Catwoman? It wasn't like that. You ended up. Ha- he was big on capers. I'll tell you that. He thought that these capers were the, the bee's knees, but it worked for that. But since then, even the stuff that he's doing, and now you, he's got a claim. You what he's are doing. reading the stuff over with Venom and stuff. It's very similar to this Carnage, which is OK. But again, you never quite get the character that is supposed to be there. Like Carnage is more about other things than just con- and it, it gets lost. But he said and the red flag went up for me on Twitter. He said, I like to write stories if it was up to me. I'd write 80 issues of a story that never tells a story kind of meanders about hey let's I check in on that. that let's do that that's what he loves and Mr. he said and when he talked about that he said that and it's true some older comics used to do that they didn't have any sort of set oh you just do this okay i'm gonna tell it's more like in what he wants us to have an anthology book or at least each issue okay we're gonna deal with this like a horror book that would have a different story each issue that doesn't work when you're trying to tell something especially when you're trying to maybe establish the new swamp thing because of that, it really, you know, it, it frustrates me. It really does. But this issue didn't, like I said, the, the narration, it didn't take me too long. I didn't get tired reading it. 
It just ended up where I was giggling because it seems so pretentious. But maybe by the end, maybe the next two issues will get some things because we do have. We got a war going on, so there's going to be some action coming. I mean, at least we have in this Pilgrim mention of Jacob. We end up having Trinity. They're there. So at least they're there and like, let's see what's going on. But it's not great in my mind. And people are giving this perfect scores. Oh, we hit it again. This, this is the greatest. This is the smartest. And there's a difference in my mind between, and I like smart written issues. Me and you talk about like when it ties in continuity. This more feels like an intellectually, you know, pretentious issue, not just a smart issue. But at the end, what would you give it? I would end up giving it a 6.5 out of 10. I enjoy the art in this whole thing, and I really enjoy the ending, the cliffhanger with the Swamp Thing, Green Lantern, and stuff going on with that. It's just overall, for what we did with this with Zaytar, the one mind, it felt like Levi gave the rest of his green powers away for no real reason at all for the entire issue. Yeah, I'm telling you, there's parts I bet people, if you ended up quizzing people at the end of some of these issues, hey, what went on? I bet you have them don't even know what went on. Like, eh, some things went on. Then they hit the bonger. They're like, oh, man, it's the best. But, yeah, those are the three issues that we ended up doing. I believe that what we will call this is the TGIF around a six crew, because that's about what we gave each of them. Yeah, there you go. Around Kiss the my six. grits six, it's TGIF, a, It's a Chris my grits, two bros, two bros giving out two sixes bros. and six fives. But that is I gave a six end. three, too. Yeah, you did. We're in that range. But we ended up picking these books because they were kind of like the anomalies, the ones that kind of stuck out from everything else, which would allow us to have a tighter podcast on Sunday night. They can go and listen to which Your we birthday. have a bunch of things. My birthday. We end up having uh, the classic. You always get geared up, Eric, for a detective and action comics first section. You love that. That's classic. But we have other books, including the. Deathstroke Inc. with the Deathstroke Year one. one. We have Robin, which is kind of getting to the end of that book, or at least the Joshua Williamson written part of that. I think that it'll just end. And then what else? And we do get we back have? to the zombie craze with Task Force yeah, C. Task Force C. We have going on the zombie craze, Eric. There is. I ended up where last night I was just looking at a bunch of indie books. I was going through the indie stuff. And just like Indiana Jones? No, well, that that was my joke at one point when somebody told me to read indie books and I had an Indiana Jones cover. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in. Uh, no, I was looking and I'm Classic. telling you, as I'm going through after we ended up doing our Patreon spotlight, which on that, if you're not aware, because we haven't mentioned it, we ended up doing the DC versus vampires killers a number one. one. Shot. And then what else did we do in that? And with that, we did uh, Batcat oh, number yeah, Bat 12. Oh, yeah, Batcat number 12, the ending of that. So we were talking about the vampire and your big, you know, play, you know, the, the zombie craze, it's over, whatever. And then we were talking about the idea, is the vampire craze over? Not according to these indie books. I'm going through, it's like every other one seemed to be a vampire book. I'm like, I guess Oversaturated. we're wrong. Yeah, maybe. How well uh, are they selling though, Jim? I don't know. I have no idea. I was just looking through covers and things, maybe yeah. find some things that I might want to, you know, delve into. A lot into. of Dracula books out there you're telling me? No, uh, but there uh, was one. And I'll tell you, there's a Bella Lugosi graphic novel that I was going to send you. That I, was I don't get want a freaking book and just you. watching him shoot up heroin. Yeah, he's kind of all that stuff, right? Cool stuff going on here. But yeah, that. But it was funny because every other book you was You know that man never stuff. drove? Didn't he? He didn't drive? I want to be like Bella Lugosi. Yes, you drive. are. Almost. Almost. But yeah, so we have a, a bunch of need more injections things, so in my life. Please go over to uh, the Twitter at Weird Science DC. Follow us. We'll follow you back. Go over to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where you can get reviews of most of the books that come out each and every week from the old DC comics, including all three of these are on the site right now. You can check out written reviews. I believe all of them were from Gabe for these. Uh, and also then go to our Patreon. It's the beginning of the month. A great time to jump on in. 
And then you can listen to that spotlight, including us waxing poetic about the bat cat number 12, the end of the love affair, Eric. And Eric, I, no wedding. Like, I really was shocked that Kite Man was not in that. Club. Seriously. I think you just forgot about it. Hell yeah. We have some, you know, decent enough things coming up this week as, you know, the, the train keeps rolling over at DC. But yeah, check that yep. out. And if you are listening, we'll be doing our podcast Sunday night. It comes out early access is Saturday night on the Patreon. Another reason to join up with all of that. What do we say at the end of the TGIF? In a world full of chimps, always make sure you go ape. Go read comics. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.